It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. From a waitressing point of view, when you get to the table and there's been kids there, you're going to spend an extra six to ten minutes cleaning up that table compared to the one where a couple of adults have eaten oh, it's right. a spaghetti house for goodness oh, sakes. Can, can you, you imagine? imagine the mess? And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Kylie, this is going to be a jam-packed, loads of fun... This week in parenting. You're so good at that. We should make a promo out of that and, and just get it out there so that everyone knows. Uh, I, I love this podcast episode. This is trash talk. This is looking at what parenting's happening in the news, what people are talking about when it comes to parenting in the news. And I've been collecting over the last couple of weeks a whole lot of articles where parenting has gone absolutely crazy. Uh, we've got way too many news articles about parenting to talk about, but I think that we should just dive into it and get cracking. For those of you who are new to the podcast, once a month, we basically look at what's happening in parenting in the news and we laugh about it or we comment on it or we, we just keep you up to date on what people are talking about when, with, with stuff that relates to kids and parents. Okay, well, I want to talk about the no kids allowed in the restaurant. <laughs> right. A popular Italian restaurant in New Jersey will be turning away children under the age of 10. CBS 2's Dave Carlin explains why Nettie's House of Spaghetti is doing this. So this is uh, an article that was on Kidspot just recently. It's, it's based on something that was happening in the United States. I can see it happening in Australia as well, though. I don't think this is a uniquely US kind of thing. Um, kidspot.com.au have got this article called We Love Kids. But it's time to take control. Restaurant bans anyone under 10. A popular restaurant has sparked debate over its decision to ban children under the age of 10 from dining there. Nettie's House of Spaghetti in New Jersey made the announcement last week on their Facebook page explaining their reasoning. They wrote, we love kids. We really, truly do. But lately, it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettie's between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes and the liability of kids running around the restaurant, we have decided that it's time to take control of the situation. This wasn't a decision that was made lightly, but some recent events have pushed us to implement this new policy. As of March 8, the day we return from our winter break, we will no longer allow children under 10 to dine in the restaurant. We know that this is going to make some of you very upset, especially those of you with very well-behaved kids, but we believe this is the right decision for our business moving forward. Thanks for understanding. Kylie, what do you think? Is it okay for restaurants to ban kids? I think that... <laughs> you love this. I can tell it from your face. You're thinking, what's the problem here? Why is this news? <laughs> so, for the longest time, while yeah. ever we have had young children, we have rung restaurants and said, what time do you open your doors? We want to be in and out before another person comes in. <laughs> yes. Because it is hard. We, we would make 5pm bookings, like oh, 4.30 if we could. Let's just get in, get out, get it done. So... We will choose takeaway over taking kids out. So I don't have a problem with a restaurant saying that it's an adults only zone. Yeah. Like if they've, they've said you can take your 10 year olds. I'd be quite happy if they said no kids. Not that I would want every restaurant to do that, but mm. I don't have a problem with there being, you know, a handful of places where adults go and they go. I mean, you've got smoke free zones smoking zone. Like I don't have a problem with it at all. I think it's great because when you and I go out for dinner, I really like to not have the drama of kids. And you can get it from a like from a waitering point of view, a waitressing point of view. When you get to the table and there's been kids there, you're going to spend an extra six to ten minutes cleaning up that table compared to the one where a couple of adults have eaten oh, it's right. It's a spaghetti house for goodness oh, sakes. Can, can you, you imagine? imagine the mess? I know what my two-year-olds would do with spaghetti. 
yeah. I just yeah, I don't have a problem with it at all. And, and what I what I think as well is from a restaurant point of view, there's going to be a lot of restaurants that are quite happy to have you and your kids. Uh, but but if a restaurant says no, nah, we're just done with it, I'm totally. Cool with that. But that was in the news, kidspot.com.au. Uh, I, I am curious, like, when it comes to uh, 10 being the cutoff, I can imagine some families are like, oh, we really like Nettie's house of spaghetti, though, and we've got a nine-year-old, we've got an eight-year-old. What are they going to do, ask for the birth certificate? Let's just go and check it. Let, let's just tell them that they're 10 and we'll get them in there anyway. So I, I think this is just kind of like the the, the nightclub entry. <laughs> Remember when you were 16 or 17 and you wanted to sneak into the nightclub? We're going to have all these eight and nine-year-olds sneaking into Nettie's house and spaghetti. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. So that's the first story. I thought it was a fun one with parenting being in the news. Um, I mean, they're talking about the, the, having kid-free suburbs and kid-free uh, communities. And it's, it's the same thing, right? If that's what you want, fill your boots. There's plenty of places that kids can go and plenty of places that you can eat. Well, I think we just we have to acknowledge it takes all types to make the world go round. <laughs> yeah, sure. So really, Rihanna performing with authority, right, as a musical icon, but also with subtle nods that, yes, she is pregnant again. And it was no mistake that the soon-to-be mother of two started and ended her show alone on a floating stage at what her producer said was the top of the world. So number two, Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Rihanna uh, made headlines, credited motherhood for headlining the Super Bowl and said, you can do anything. So... uh, she is literally one of the world's biggest stars. She steps out onto the Super Bowl stage in front of well, like a hundred million people, basically because of the way it's televised and goes around the globe. And she did it, uh, performed for I don't know, fifteen minutes or something like that. All of her biggest hits while she was pregnant. You make it sound like it's a massive feat. It was all over the news. Everyone was making a big deal of it. And I, I haven't seen Rihanna. So did she do like some major dance moves or something? She just got up on stage and she performed and rocked the place while she was pregnant. And people are saying, this is a really, really, really big deal. I love how you're like, why is this a big deal? I love that because, so what? She was pregnant and she performed at a concert. Like, that's okay, right? Yeah. Okay. Big news. I, I, this is, it's this week in parenting. The third story for... This week in parenting. <laughs> This Week in Parenting yes. is all about instant noodles. Did you know instant noodles accounts for almost a third of childhood burn injuries? A study published in the journal Burns examined the data regarding all pediatric patients. Okay, this was on Nine Honey. And I just... Can you trust Nine Honey? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you saying, can you trust Nine? Are you calling me honey? Because that, that's what it sounded like. Can you trust Nine Honey? Yeah. Yes, you can. Absolutely. That's That's where... Channel 9, that's where the upcoming season two of Parental Guidance will be. You oh, can definitely totally trust it. Okay. trustworthy. Uh, the headline is Instant Noodles are a Leading Cause of Childburn Injuries, says a new study. Now, this almost made it into the doctor's desk, but I decided that it was probably a little bit more this week in parenting the doctor's desk. It didn't feel like it was serious enough science for me, but let me share this with you. A popular and convenient low-budget snack is proving to be dangerous for young kids. According to a new US study, instant noodles account for nearly a third of childhood burn injuries. Now, I remember when I was young, I would, I'd never actually spilled it on me, but burn the inside of your mouth with that Mm. hot water, like that, there's, there's pain going on there. The study carried out by researchers at the University of Chicago and published in the journal Burns, 
analysed data of children who were admitted to the hospital with skull injuries between 2010 and 2020. Of the 790 cases, 31% were caused by instant noodles. That's a big percentage. That's a huge percentage. I can feel a class action coming on against the noodle <laughs> manufacturers. Furthermore, unsupervised children also faced higher risk with 40% of instant noodle burns occurring when children were reported to be alone during the time of injury. Now, I can't believe that they're collecting this much data, but but they've got the data and that's what they're showing. You think about the level of burn that a, oh, child, scalding water. a child gets from scalding water. Like, yeah. This is intense. And depending on how much water we're talking about, that's the difference between, you know, a finger, a hand, an arm, mm. half da- halfway down your body. It's noteworthy. The researcher in charge of the study, Dr. Sebastian Vril, said anecdotally, it felt like every other child we were consulted on for a burn was injured by instant noodles. Oh, it's a great headline. <laughs> The instant noodles injured me. So we wanted to dive into the data to see what the trend really was. And obviously, it's a bit of an issue. So we're raising that if you uh, – can, can I say this? If you're one of those parents that lets your kids eat instant noodles – we, we actually have instant noodles in our house, don't we? No, we don't. And we don't. you know what? This week in Parenting in the Coulson household, yes. our 20-year-old yes. who has had her own stash of instant noodles because I will not <laughs> yeah, buy them anymore. That's right. Yes. She has them there if we have a yo-yo night. A, a yo-yo night, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, is a you're-on-your-own night where Kylie and I just say, we're not cooking for you. Figure it out for yourself. And so she's too lazy to do anything else. She'll pull out one of her cups. Yep. And she pulled one out the other night and she said, you know what? I'm so over these noodles. I didn't think I would ever hear that. Disgusting. I was I, so excited. I haven't had instant noodles for, oh. it's got to be 20 years, maybe more. It's not really food, is it? Be careful. People will listen to the podcast to eat instant noodles. But if you do, if you do, just make sure they're cool. Don't burn the kids with them. They're deadly, apparently, according to the science. So story number four, kids breaking into phones at school. The Education Minister's been forced to defend SA's controversial school mobile phone ban only days after it was introduced. It comes after a series of videos emerged showing students vandalising the taxpayer-funded pouches used to keep the phones locked. So, Kylie, this story was on news.com.au. The wild way Australian kids are outsmarting the new school rule. So, basically, this year in South Australian high schools, mobile telephones have been banned. And the school bought these pouches that are called yonder pouches. The idea is that you stick the phone in there and then the it kind of – it's locked. There's a special magnetic system to unlock the phone. It just keeps the phones out of kids' hands while they're in the schoolyard. But according to news.com.au, Australian students have found sneaky ways to skirt around new mobile phone bans that schools have spent thousands of dollars implementing. Uh, basically, what the kids are doing is the yonder pouches, well, they've found ways to um, break them open and you don't need magnets. All you have to do, according to the TikTok videos, where there are dozens of videos uh, of Aussie students teaching others how to open the pouches, is you get the yonder bag and you whack it really hard on this part just here. That's what it says in the TikTok. Just whack it right here on this part. Uh, hit it hard a couple of times and what do you know, abracadabra, you can get access to your phone. I mean, it probably breaks the yonder pouch, which is worth about $15 or thereabouts. It just says you just want to bang it a couple of times really hard. This only works with the new one, the one with the button. I guess what this really shows is as parents, we can come up with every possible solution to um, keep the kids safe, to keep the kids offline, to keep the kids away from their screens. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to find a way. They're going to say, don't care. Don't care. 
You can't make me. I can do what I want. And, um, and, and they do. And sometimes the things that they do uh, end up being quite costly because they actually don't care. Well, story number five is the mullet. Story number five. Do we have more stories? How many more have we got? That's it. Oh, this is the last one. Okay, this week in parenting, this one caught my attention because I, I, I mean, I'm just not quite sure how I'd respond. I think I do know, but, uh, but I'd love to get your response here. Okay, so this was once again on Nine Honey. We will link to the story in the show notes. Aunt Sparks outrage. Aunt. After taking toddler for a mullet haircut. Without permission. Do you love it? Yeah. Stay tuned to see her reaction. <laughs> I was expecting a bigger response than that. You're just looking at me. So basically what's happened. What's happened? So a woman has sparked fury online after she took her nephew for a bold new haircut without telling his mum. The aunt, who shared a video of the process on her TikTok account, described it as a little prank. But it seems that most people fail to see the humour. My sister left me in charge of her child, so I thought it would be funny to take him to the hairdresser and pull a little prank, she says in the clip, captioned, baby mullet. Now, I've got to tell you, this kid has got a thick mop of hair. Little guy, hair, lots and lots of hair. I mean, he's actually a really spunky looking kid. And she she says, I'm not going to tell you guys what it's going to be, but it's going to be so funny. Then she holds him up so that you can see this great head of hair. He sits down, and next thing you know, the hairdresser pulls out the clippers and the mullet. The mullet is delivered. The sides are shaved off. There's the ugly stuff at the back. It's really, really, well, it's really bad. Full stop and a story. Kylie, you've got a kid. Your sister takes him and this is hard for us to imagine because we have six daughters. But your, your sister takes our son to the hairdresser at the age of, what, two or three? So the problem is I am not emotionally attached and that little baby is so adorable that regardless of what haircut you're he saying had, You're saying the mullet will still work. You don't care. <laughs> He's super, super cute. But if that was my child, yeah. I would lose it. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you could do it with a girl as well, though. Like, let's say you, your sister, one of your sisters takes one of our kids to the hairdresser for just to surprise us for a haircut. She doesn't give her a mullet, but she gives her a fringe or you've been working on getting well, some length and she okay, gives her so a wasn't, bob. It wasn't even my sister. Uh-huh. I took the kids to the hairdresser. I had 12-year-old and the 15-year-old in the seat. Yeah. And I said to them, I will just go and meet dad because he's got Emily. She's going to have her haircut after you. By the time I came back, the 12-year-old had made a decision that we hadn't talked about. Mm. And I took one look at her and I went, what have you done? You do take haircuts seriously. Do you remember the time when I took the kids for a haircut and you said they're only allowed to have, I don't know, what was it, five centimetres taken off? We just need to get the ends growing nicely. And I decided to get the kids to have a- cut it all off. I said, let's give them a bob instead. Let's just give them a nice bob. They looked gorgeous. You didn't talk to me for a month. Oh, don't You didn't feed me? (laughs) Made me sleep with the dog? (laughs) You make me sound terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying you take your haircuts pretty seriously. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know what my hairdresser said to me once when I went in for a haircut and I was a bit unsure about it? It'll grow on you. Yeah, don't worry. It'll grow on you. Yeah. 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 Ha, ha, ha. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of This Week in Parenting. Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Families podcast. It's produced by Justin Rowland for Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. For more information about how to make your family happier, and how to make sure that you have consent before haircuts. Visit happyfamilies.com.au for more.